The 466th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to episode 466 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode is going out to my mother-in-law, whose birthday is today. I am one of your hosts, the one who likes their in-laws. I would be Jeff Chalk Fox. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the show. I'm not saying anything about my other. I'm just saying I'm one of the one of the hosts that do like their mother-in-laws. I don't like UFC Vegas 83. I didn't like it very much at all. Um, don't really want to do today's episode because I am... I didn't do so well last night. I didn't do so great the week before either. Uh, but at least my co-host did just as poorly as I did. So um, actually, technically, I did better than him. So let's bring him in. We'll talk about the train wreck that was uh, our picks last night at UFC. Fight Night Song versus Gutierrez. Hello, Mr. Gumby Vreeland. Yeah, they, were not, they weren't the best picks, especially on the money line. But I will say it feels... It feels like in a couple of those, if you just swung the decision the other way, which I think there was a good argument to swing a couple of those split decisions the other way, I, I think you wind up with what, like a seven and five night or something like that. And it feels a lot better. Six and five. Yeah. Six yeah, and five it, is better than four and seven for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like the, those split decisions could have gone the other way. And also I will just say some like very weird outcomes on this fight card. I'll say, I mean, I'll save it for the individual ones, but there were like some very weird uh, happening, you know, like, uh, just for instance, Tatsuya Tyra, we had him right. My my yep. prop was him by submission. When did yep. he get hands like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, Nazra Hakparas submission was very close. Yeah, submission was very close still. Yep. Nazra Hakparas hasn't knocked anybody out in five years. What does he do? Yeah, he you goes mentioned in that. And... <laughs> yes. You you told all of our listeners that, <laughs> and he hadn't. He hadn't done yeah. that. So uh, yeah. yeah, it is what it, it sort of is what it is. Uh, but you know, we we learn and we we move on. Do do we learn anything though, Gumby? Can you really learn with this random sport that we follow? I I think there were things you could learn from this this event. Well, good. Let's learn some things then about last night, shall we? Uh, it was UFC Fight Night Song versus Gutierrez, aka UFC Vegas '83. I'm not I'm not doing a big introduction here because let's just get this one out out of the way and in, in the in the can, all right? Because uh, it wasn't a ten and two week for Gumby, so there's no uh, no reason for us to to drag this one out at all. Um. It was in the UFC Apex. It was supposed to be in China. They moved it. We didn't. We never heard why they moved it, did we? Nope. <laughs> secret. Top secret reason that they moved it. But it was still an Asian fighter heavy card as I play around with the light here to try to get the best lighting. Eh. Um, all right. Main event was Song Yudong taking care of Chris Gutierrez, which we were in on the big underdog Gutierrez. He didn't look so hot last night. Didn't really get it going at any point. 50-44, 50-45, 50-45. I did have this fight going the distance as my uh, prop bet, plus 108. So I was happy it went the distance. Wasn't happy with the performance we saw out of Chris Gutierrez, though. I was, um, and this brings me back to uh, talking about having just like weird results and not seeing some things coming. Did you really think Zonya Darn was going to be as wrestle heavy as he was? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it sort of makes sense uh, that he, he shot as many takedowns as he did and had as much control time as he did. Because, like, you're fighting Chris Gutierrez, a guy who notoriously throws a lot of kicks. 
easier to counter into takedowns and easier to counter into trips. And then in addition to that, I mean, Slog and Dong kind of always had had sneaky wrestling, which I, I feel like we maybe forgot going into this fight. Um, you know, like the Kyler, uh, the Kyler Phillips fight aside where he looked kind of terrible grappling, you know, like it, he's never looked awful grappling before. So like, maybe we should have seen this one coming. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, props to him and having a good game plan. He seems to be evolving too. Yes, definitely evolving. Um, he was the one that was using the leg kicks. We, we said Gutierrez could have, uh, utilized that and he, he did not. Gutierrez just really didn't get it going. It seemed. Well, I, I think it. I think it was because anytime he did throw one, it got caught and he was on his back. You know, yeah. like it, it, it seemed like it, it's hard to keep going back to the well when the well has cost you, you know, time in the fight. Um, and, and you know, then you got to start looking for other things and clearly they're not as effective. So, uh, yeah, I, I got to give credit to, we don't usually give credit to team alpha male and Uriah favor for game planning, <laughs> uh, or at least people being able to stick to their game plans. Nevertheless. But, uh, I mean, like they seem to have drawn a really good one up there for Chris Gutierrez. Um, so what's next for Song Yudong? He, he looked pretty darn good. Or, or Yudong Song, excuse me. Do you have uh, an opponent in mind or not? I'm thinking because the problem is, is anytime they've stepped him way up, he's kind of gotten just smashed, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, the, the Corey Sanhagen fight was enough to say, like, I don't need to see him against anybody in the top five. Let me let me pull up the band of weight rankings here. Hang on one second. This is this makes for uh, for good yeah, radio, right? Yeah, <laughs> we have uh, we have loyal listeners. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like hearing us uh, kill time. Let's see. Uh, what a, I mean, Davidson Figueredo makes sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, like, I guess you could run him against him. Is Piotr Jan officially retired yet? Or is he still? Like, <laughs> oh, is he? Is he retiring? I didn't hear that. I don't know. I just haven't heard anything about him in a minute. And like everybody's fantasy matchmaking that top five is if he doesn't exist, right? You know, yeah, Marab's Marab's getting Cejudo and Vera's getting uh, uh, O'Malley and Sterling's going up a weight class and everybody's got an idea for what Corey Sanhagen should do next. Figueredo just inserted himself. Nobody says a damn thing about Piotr Jan. So uh I mean, like Piotr Jan or Davidson Figueredo would both be good fits for my, in my opinion, for uh, Sangudan. I actually just saw Piotr Jan do a uh, face-off Stare with, Conor, down McGregor. with Conor McGregor. Yeah, so I guess that's <laughs> that's McGregor, the next fight. Apparently, Conor McGregor looks like he weighs a buck eighty-five. <laughs> oh, at least, at least, yeah. Um, okay, you mentioned uh, the Cejudo Marab fight that got announced. Uh, Want to give quick thoughts on that? I think Marab is enough like Aljamain Sterling that his wrestling is going to tire out Henry Cejudo in his advanced age. That's, that's my, that's my quick take in that. I, uh, I, I don't think he's as good of a striker as Aljamain Sterling, which might make this fight closer. Um, but you know, like that, and I don't know if it was just a long layoff for Cejudo before he fought Aljamain, but like that fact that Aljamain sort of just warmed down and outworked him. And it seemed yeah. like he had twice the gas tank. Well, nobody's got a better gas tank than freaking Marab. Marab is, I mean, he's insane the way that he moves. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't need to belabor the point. We'll get to that one. Uh, what is it? February. Yeah. Look, this is going to be the quick take episode. Cause no one wants to hear, <laughs> hear this. Uh, call me an event. This one we got right. Nailed it. Cleo Roundtree pieced up Anthony Smith on the feet and ended up TK on him with punches. Uh, had him doing a, a funny little dance on the feet before he uh, finally collapsed. Third round, 56 seconds into it. You probably could have finished him earlier, but he was being very 
it seemed like cautious. Like he had him on skates before and he just kind of stood there and watched him skate around. But regardless, we have Roundtree and we have Roundtree both as our lock of the week at minus 240. Yeah, shout out to Roundtree for not following up with a punch on that one too. He just kind of like picked his hammer fist up and just was like, if you want me to hit him, I'll hit him. <laughs> but like, I'd much rather you just stop this fight. And he just let him like yep. wiggle around on the mat like a worm uh, yep. until they finally called it. it. I mean, like exactly what we thought. Anthony Smith should not be fighting top 10 guys with punching power anymore. Never mind on five days notice, uh, which is why even at negative 250 round three was probably being a little bit undervalued. Yep. Um, All right. Mini uh, Calvin Gastelum screwed us over here. Um, The, he, he, uh, the honorary Canadian came through TKO punches. Jamie Larkey really put it on him on the feet. Didn't we didn't predict this coming a uh, minute 44 into the first round. We, we were in on Malarkey as a dog. Yeah. I, I said, uh, I thought, you know, Malarkey being is he's gotten a lot better game planning wise, but it seemed like he had some sort of issue with finding the range on, uh, on Hawk Frost, which is weird to me. Uh, cause Hawk Frost doesn't particularly seem to fight all that long and it doesn't seem like a difficult thing. And then I said, you know, Malarkey, the only real worry about him that I said before was his chin and that I didn't think it'd hold up and, or it, I did think it would hold up against somebody like Hawk Frost who hasn't notoriously been a KO artist, but, uh, it turns out his chin is actually that cooked at this point. Yep. Fade Jamie Malarkey going forward. Um, is that what we took from this fight? against anybody with punching power who wants to box yeah. him for sure yeah i, I just kind of i kind of wonder what's going to go on with that chin at this point in time and it he took four fights in a year i don't know if that wore him down a little bit but one of them was a yeah. knockout on short notice against a much smaller guy too you know a guy who usually fights at 45 so that that's uh it's obviously some like warning sirens there anything positive about a hack, hack press after this or not He's just kind of who we think he is. Just like, I, I guess had a little bit more punching power or the chin was a little weaker. So it, like it, if we attribute Jamie Malarkey's chin to being even a little weaker than I thought it was, uh, then no Hawk Frost is just kind of who I think he is. Yep. He's been around long enough that we, we kind of have a, a bead on who he is. Uh, we also have a bead on underdog fantasy and we uh, know that underdog fantasy is amazing and that they do have a way for you to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA. They got it all. So we pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats and cash in. Do you have a play for us? Gumby? Yeah. Give me uh give me on Sunday night football. Give me a uh, Brandon cooks uh, higher than half a touchdown, either rushing or receiving. I think he's going to find the end zone against the Eagles. There you go. A Homer pick once again for Gumby. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN underdog will double your first deposit of up to hundred boxes underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. If, if you um, haven't caught in uh, caught on yet, we have not hit too many picks correct so far including the next one bantamweight tim elliott went against my stats and short notice uh look like normal tim elliott ended up arm triangle choking sue Maderji 402 into the first round do you ever wonder to yourself and i i did this after this fight was over how good is tim elliott like <laughs> we'll never know will we i don't i don't i think he might just be one of those people who strictly is a style makes fights guy because like I thought he would be better than Su- or than than Mohamed Mokayev, right? Which we talked about, and he, and he was kind of winning yeah. that fight until he got submitted. And uh, 
then then we got the the Sumu Derji fight, and I was like, oh, well, you know, he's clearly worse than Muderji if he was worse than Mokayev. And that just could not have been farther from the truth. He looked great. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he definitely looked great. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make out of this. Maybe I guess the, the bookies knew what they're um, doing, giving uh, Elliot the minus beside his name instead of a plus. Uh, and then the opener of the main card didn't get this one right either, did we? Andre Muniz um, actually can did still. Did we though? Yeah, I know this. This one was a close one. Andre, Andre Muniz um, heavy heavy on the grappling, but he, he did. Um, John Young Park, the Aaron Turtle, did uh, did a lot of uh, counter grappling himself. It was a split decision, 29-28, 28-29, 29-28. Um, the fans and media are on our side with Park, but uh, it doesn't matter what any, any of us think. It only matters what the three judges uh, at ringside think, and they think Mooney's won. Yeah, and, and I know that I, I think probably the one round that winds up costing him this fight is the first because he didn't do very much until like that last little tiny bit of that first round. And I, mm-hmm. I thought for sure that was enough to win because there wasn't much of a difference in the fight before then. And, and yep. he clearly got the best of that last, you know, what was it, 40 seconds or 30 seconds or something like that. I thought it was enough to win the round. I thought for sure he was about to win one and three. Um, but yeah, Muniz maybe a little bit better than we think he is. I, I think this was probably the test we've needed all along for him because he, he had fought, and maybe we got to give more credit to Paul Craig again. Uh, <laughs> but like he fought Paul Craig and Brendan Allen and we were like, okay, well, he can't hang at middleweight anymore. Muniz is a bum. And because before we had him pegged as a future champion because he was beating the crap out of people we've never heard of before, Iron Turtle's probably, like, the right person to decide, like, okay, is he actually decent? And, like, he's – I mean, he's at least decent, right? Like, that that's kind of what we get out of this fight. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, more decent than our picks were, uh, especially for the main card. We're, what were we in the main card? We were one and th- – Four of the main card, Gumby. Fantastic. Right on, I right think, on. I, I didn't think the prelim, it could get worse than it did in the prelims, and it did. It did get worse. Um, all right, let's go to the prelims. This man looked good. He made us look good. In the prelim main event, Kevin Jousset looked really good against Song. Kinan, just super sharp, technical on the feet. 30-27 across the board. Jousset, maybe a guy to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, he looked really good for us at minus 143. Yeah, I like seeing him fight a longer fight, too. You know, I, I had him pegged originally for a knockout, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm actually kind of glad we got to see what he looks like at the end of a third round. Because um, to your point, yeah, like I think he might be a guy we have to keep an eye on. He, he's a he's a French guy, but he trains with all those city kickboxing maniacs. So like, I think uh, I, I think you can clearly see that style in there, and, and he does seem to he does seem to have enough of the other pieces that he, he should be fine here, and and should probably take some pretty big steps up. Yep. Yep, looked very good there. Um, flyweights. This this guy made us look good too. Young Sung Park, uh, TKO knees and punches Shannon Ross. He uh, he had him wobbly a bunch of times. As we said, Shannon Ross's chin is uh, it's is really cooked. bad. It's really yeah. bad. <laughs> but it, but Park for his first part. Park Park looked really good in this fight as well. Uh, Finest he should have though minus five ninety. Yeah, and and I think I called knockout too when we talked about it on Wednesday. And the funny thing yeah. is, is, he's not even a knockout artist. No, right. And no. the he's he's a submission guy, and for some reason the knockout number was better because even Vegas knows that Shannon Ross's chin is crap. Um, yep, that's got to be the end for Shannon Ross, right? We're not firing anybody oh, yeah. else yet, but like four straight knockouts, yes. Straight, and he didn't win on Contender Series. <laughs> yes, it's for your own good. Okay, it's for your own yeah. good. We're we're uh, we're letting you go. Yeah, I don't think anyone else. Maybe some judges we're gonna we're gonna cut, but other than that, yeah. um, 
Anthony Smith, I guess we're not ever going to get rid of him. So I think he just, uh, I think he's inching towards retirement. He he can't keep taking punches from these 80 or these 205ers. No, like it's just not a good move, man. Nope. 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 Um, all right. So that was that lightweights. Uh, I should have gone to the pick that I, uh, I flopped to last week, but it, it did make sense to pick Steve Garcia here. And, uh, especially after him being ill and, and pulling out last week, but he came through anyhow, uh, knockout elbows over Melky Costa, Costa one-on-one into the second round. Yeah. Costa was, did not want to trade with Garcia, which is probably smart. Um, wanted to get this to the ground, and yeah, he, he showed why because he got himself knocked out uh, when and the he and the ref did. Garcia. The ref did not want to stop it. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, which was no, a weird didn't. move. Also, I will say this: I think uh, no, I know for a fact on Wednesday I was like, "Don't pick against Costa because you can't knock out a shoot the box guy." Yes, you did say that. You said I, that two weeks in a row. <laughs> I stand by that, by the way, yeah. because despite eating like 37 elbows in a row, he was still shooting a mean double leg on the referee afterwards. He was. <laughs> he, he, he didn't know what he was doing, but yeah. But he wasn't he out. That. You can't put no. him out. <laughs> no, it's true. It is true. Um, yeah, Steve Garcia, look out, right? Power. Yeah, he's, that power. It, I like yeah. it. It's almost like being on the Top Turtle podcast brought him some sort of special powers. <laughs> yeah. No, he was talking to people out well before that. And then you got a mysterious illness after he talked to you. That's that's oh, the yeah. real oh, okay. history of that. Um, <laughs> all right. What else we got here? Um, Luana Santos missed weight, cheated, didn't look, didn't look very good weight-wise either. Um, yes, yeah, she used to be 125, and then she came in at 139 for this fight against Stephanie Egger. But you put that weight to good use in 130, 29, across the board. I thought. Edgar was going to dominate her in the grappling and that did not happen. It was the other way around. She almost looked like she quit every time she was down. Am I wrong about that? Mm, maybe. Or, I mean, or she was comfortable at least. Yeah, but like you're comfortable against somebody who gets submissions when you've been submitted a bunch of times in your UFC career. Like, what what are you doing down there? Uh, yeah, Edgar continues to be one of the more frustrating ones for me. Uh, she, she clearly has a lot of skills in both her takedowns and her submission game and then she just does really. She beat. She beat the future goat, Aileen Perez, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so, yep. well, I, I don't know why she's. Yeah, she's she's up and down. Uh, do you think they fire her? I, I wouldn't think so. Um, let me see. It's not a what's, beautiful what's record. record. No, she's lost two straight fights in three or four. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe she's, maybe and, she's. And I know, and I know they're always looking. Yeah, I know they're always looking for people in that division, but like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What about Santos? Any thoughts on her? No. Were you impressed? I mean, I no. wasn't really impressed. She's now beaten Stephanie Eager fighting uh, a yeah. really terrible fight where I, you know, was kind of half convinced she quit and we're now ready to fire. Her. And before that, she beat who? Juliana Miller. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope they let, she... let her fight somebody for real. <laughs> yeah. And and she gained fifteen pounds between fights too, um, yeah. which isn't a good look. Yeah, not not Anyhow, no, that not doesn't fight. make you doesn't make you scream prospect. <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. Um, all right, flyweights. All right, maybe maybe we can talk a little bit about this man because because he uh, he looked good here. Tetsuro Tyra TKO punches Carlos Hernandez fifty five seconds into the second round. Looks like all the prospect we uh, we had hoped and uh, and expect him to be minus five sixty. Yeah, he's the real deal. And, and the thing I like the most about him is like, it, it's really easy for a prospect to keep doing the thing that works all the time. Um, and, and when he has a clear advantage, right. And we said here, Carlos Hernandez might give him a little trouble on the ground, but his advantage is still there. Uh, and he, 
not that he didn't use his ground game. Like we still got to see the best parts of his ground game, but we also got to see him do some really awesome things with his hands. Uh, and, and the finish coming sure. with the hands is like maybe the most exciting thing that could happen in that fight for me. Cause now we can start to talk about him fighting some of these upper echelon guys fighting the, maybe the Tim Elliott's of the, the division, you know, that, that sure. would be a bad match to make off of this one. Um, so like, you know, like if he was still not really showing very much with the hands, I might second guess letting him step up to something like that. But now that he's showing a little something with the hands, I, I think you can you can do that without being too worried about it. He and he doesn't turn twenty four until January twenty seventh, so the future is bright for Tatsura Tyra. Uh, then in the opener, n- another fight that we we pretty much got hosed in. Uh, Hayani Dos Santos. Not only does she have a fun name to say, but um, she, I, I think she pretty clearly won this fight, or at least if if, if you're gonna. Uh, judge the fight as a whole she won this fight she definitely looked better than Talita Alencar but that is um you know saying either of them look good is is maybe a bit of a stretch but uh Talita Alencar nonetheless got her hand raised split decision 29 28 28 29 29 28 neither woman really looks UFC level at this point in my eyes well and sort of the problem for high end Amanda is, is that like she she's an atom weight and, and that like they both are all- probably yeah, it's always going to cost her at the end of the day. I don't know. Alan Carr is just kind of a little thicker. I don't know if she's necessarily an atom weight. But, like, you know, Dos, Dos Santos has been an atom weight before. She was just the atom weight champion last fight. So, you know, like to see her continuously at this weight class is kind of a bummer. I also think she was, like, she was by far the better of the two fighters. She yep. clearly came out the gate, was like, cool, I, I put a stamp on round one, and then was like, just never put her foot on the gas again. I, and it didn't look like a gas tank issue, right? Like it didn't look like she was out of, she was tired. It just looked like she was done doing work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> I look really good in that first round though. Didn't I, uh, kind of yeah. like one of those things. And it was like, yeah, but then why didn't you put the stamp on the next two rounds? Uh, yeah. We- weird one for me. Um, but even then I still thought she won. I thought she won one and three. Yeah. Not much of a fight, anyhow. Um, no. Not really impressed with either other women uh, at this point. Not impressed with our picks. Gumby, we were praising him as a genius. Ten and two last week. Eight and five the week before. Eight and four the week before that. And then he decided to uh, seven and two the week before that. I, I could continue. And then he decides to to hop on and copy all of my picks. And look what happens. <laughs> he goes four and seven. Don't don't ever trust jocks. Don't. don't. <laughs> all right. Uh, for the it's, it's re, how much did we lose? If we bet 100 bucks in every fight, which we did, because we have to do it, we tell all you people to do it, so we have to do it as well. We lost $553.60 on the year. I'm at 59%. Gummy's at 57% for our correctness. Um, return on investment, I'm minus 7%. Gummy's minus 3.3. So there's not still time. I am not catching up with only one event to go. Uh, I did all right with my... Uh, we both hit our lock. We said that. We both missed on our dog, which was Sumaderji. Uh, Gummy had Tyra via submission, which was close because he was fishing for submissions. Yep. Uh, Tyra via finish would have worked. I had the main event going to decision at plus 108, so I was happy I hit that. So um, Gummy is still beating me in. Let me see every category there. No, I'm ahead of you in props now, Gummy. Woohoo. That's that's your go-to. That's your bread and butter. You love that stuff. Yeah, (laughs) always has been. Always has been. Um, All right. Well, uh, we will preview next week's final event uh, on the UC calendar and the final pay-per-view after I tell you about hall of fame bets, our picks were not hall of fame picks, but hall of fame bets 
We'll get you covered there with because you win bigger by betting smarter with this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Um, oh, I didn't give you the bonus winners last night. No one won fight of the night. And then we had Roundtree, Hawkprast, Elliot, and... Hyun Sung Park winning 50K for their performance of the night. So that ends that event. And we got one more um, event on the year. UFC 296, excuse me, Edwards versus Covington, December 16th, next Saturday at the T Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada, AKA Las Vegas. All right, let's break down the card quickly and then we'll get out of your ear holes. Uh, two fight, uh, two uh, title fights at the top. We got Leon Edwards defending his welterweight title against Colby Covington, the much-deserved uh, challenger. And we got uh, flyweight championship Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Roy Val in a rematch. And then we got Shavkat Rachmanov, Stephen Thompson, Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimblett, Vicente Luque, Ian Machado Gary, the much-beloved Ian Machado Gary. So that wraps up the pay-per-view portion. The main prelims. Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell, who's uh, stepping in on uh, just over a week's notice. Irene Aldana, Carol Hosa, Cody Garbrandt, like he'll show up, versus uh, Brian Kelleher, Casey O'Neill, Ariane Lipsky. And then early prelims, Alonzo Manifield, Dustin Jacoby, Dajir Ulimbekov, Cody Durden, Andre Feely, Lucas Almeida, Martin Boudet, Shamila Gaziev, and then Randy Brown, Muslim Salikov. A pretty stat card top to bottom. The UFC must be going out of business, and this is going to be their last card, right? Ever? No, 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 no. That's Bellator. Um, can, can I tell you something wild that I found out when I was looking at the Please. odds for this at a time? Have you been looking at the odds for this? No, I try not to until I uh, start making picks. All right, I want to I wanna give you a fun game to play here. Uh, right. I, want, I want you to line... The Cody Garbrand versus Brian uh, Kelleher fight. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the fight you were going to say. Um, <laughs> because you're like, what the hell do I make of this? But like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. The line kind of caught me off guard. So go, go ahead. What, what do you got that one at? <laughs> I think I'm going to take Kelleher, but am I? Can Kelleher knock him out? Um, what I, what do I think it's going to be? Yeah. Right? What, do you, what okay. do you think the books have it at right now? The books probably have Cody Garbrandt minus 150. Not bad. It's Cody Gardner in negative 200. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Well, I think I got an underdog play coming next week. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, it's just one of those fights where it's like, if Cody Garbrand is even like a, a small piece of what he used to be, he wins that fight. But is he? Uh, I think that that's kind of, uh, yeah. that's kind of like the most fun part about this card is there's a lot of like those types of questions. Like, yeah. If Tony Ferguson was one ounce of his former interim <laughs> champion self, he slaughters Patty Pimblett in a violent way with a hundred elbows. He's yeah. now training with, I don't know who the guy he's training with is. But you, don't know, seems, you don't know David Goggins? No, but there seems to be a lot of jokes about it. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like an extreme, like just like fitness workout type of guy, which is not it's, what Tony so Ferguson needs. Tony Ferguson's so it, already got it's that. Like, it's like he's training with Billy Blanks. Remember the yeah. Tybo guy? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. No, but but this guy's not teaching him any combat. That's the thing. 
Tony Ferguson does not need better cardio. Tony Ferguson no. has cardio already. That's never the problem. Ferguson... That his brain has been turned into exactly. Swiss cheese. Yeah. I, like, I don't, and I don't think you can train that. Um, no. Yeah, it's a weird fight. Uh, <laughs> I, I am actually interested in what Vicente Luque versus Ian Gary looks like because it's like the first yeah. really nice step up for Ian Gary. Um, and obviously his name is like all over the news right now for really weird reasons that I like don't want to dig into. Um and so, like, that makes uh, the, like, pressure of the fight or the, the interest of the fight go up, too. Yep. Um, I, I can't remember where I saw this, but someone said, um, we are, or someone, uh, it, w- it was a comment on, on uh, maybe a Chelsea Sonnen video, which I didn't watch, but someone posted on Reddit. Uh, someone said, uh, Ian Machado, Gary, so hate it right now that we're forgetting Patty Pimblets on this fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, those are two guys Get who I think, something. I think I pick against those two guys in spite most of the time yeah. they're on cards. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't just bring myself to bet on either of them ever because, you know, they are who they are. And and I love it's, Tony Ferguson. Hmm. I continue to love Tony Ferguson. So yeah, well, that, that's uh, that's your not, one fault, I guess. Not not for good reasons, but you know what? No. <laughs> so solid fight card. We're gonna end the year on. Hopefully, we both go. How many fights are on here? One, two, ten, fourteen, and zero. We're gonna copy each other's picks again, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, All right, four, fourteen up there, huh? Nice. Yeah, for now. But we, we, you got a Cordy Garbrandt fight. That's true. So, so thirteen. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, not not that Kelleher is is his fight seemed to be falling. Well, he's got too, he's got like good. a weird a weird neck issue too. That could be affecting the line actually. Didn't he just have yeah. neck surgery? I think I think he did. That sounds sounds familiar to me. So um, we'll see if all these fights come through in the end or not. Next week. In the meantime, you catch us in the Discord. We're at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in there, chat. Gummy and I were absent last night. Uh, I didn't. I was Sorry. busy and didn't get a chance. Didn't get a chance to watch the fights until late, and then uh, Gumby was out partying like usual. So um, we we uh, we got called out for it for g- giving out crappy picks, and then, then not um, not showing, <laughs> no our faces showing in, in the Discord to 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 man up. But um, anyhow, Discord's fine. Get in there. Uh, Twitter is SGP and MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, he's got the top turtle MMA podcast. Make sure you listen to that weekly. I've got my Substack MoneyMMA.substack.com. Uh, enter it. You can play the very last pick'em contest of the year uh, this week. You can play that for free there. Uh, obviously, we got sportsgamblingpodcast.com and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Usually, I say goodbye here, but I forgot I didn't ask him about his hat yet. So we, we have to do oh. that. So Jong's not upset. What's on your hat? So this is uh this is the uh, Hudson Valley Renegades, uh, which yep. is a uh, in well, I guess they're they're like one of those partner league teams now in the minors, and uh, they had a Mexican theme night. This is the masked phenoms except for you got to say it in spanish so the phenomenos mascaros uh and so it's a there you go it's a everyone uh, it's a raccoon in in like full superhero gear or maybe luchador yeah lucha lucha coon lucha raccoon very very good so everyone uh if you're on youtube check that out and at the very least go on youtube and and subscribe to our channel all right we're gonna be back tomorrow some lfa action that's good a uh LFA has a card next week and Mondays are reserved for regional MMA for us. So we shall be covering that. And then Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be doing the, the breakdown of the last UFC pay-per-view of the year. Um, who will be hosting these shows? It'll be me, the Turkish delight, Jeff Fox and Ronnie shotgun will be peace of mind. Gumby Vreeland. And we will see you and talk to you then. Bye-bye.